This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680-CJOB. We had, we had enough good looks to crawl back into that game, and the, the, the similarity in the four games right now is our inability to score. We're not getting outworked. We're not getting outplayed. We're just we're just not scoring right now. The offense is a little bit out of sync. Mark needs a couple of games. Uh, Sean needs a couple of games. We're going to be fine. We'll be all right. Head coach Rick Bonus following the game last night, a 3 nothing shutout loss. To the Pittsburgh Penguins, Cameron Poitras, Jim Toth here. Didn't you say 5-2, five, 5-3 five, win I yesterday? I believe that was you. I think they that said was, it was, oh, that I was think, me. I think you said they were going to clobber them. Oh, well, then I stand down. <laughs> I thought that was you. I apologize. No, you're not, you're not throwing that on me, Jim Toth. Um, well, that's the opinion of the head coach of the Winnipeg Jets. And, they and will I'm, be fine. Will they be all right, Jim? Well, this is the, the, going to be the discussion. And prepare yourself, Cam, for how you talk about this today because you'll be okay. labeled a homer. Uh-oh. And I'm fine with that because I'm not a homer. And I will say, I'm not panicking about this. Okay. They're not scoring. They got nine goals in seven games. They played well enough to be in that game. They have three goals in four. They have three goals in four, nine in the last seven. They're not scoring. Do you believe this team will go another two and a half months without scoring? No. The defensive structure, the power play, the penalty kill, all this thing, the style they play, the four check. I'd like to see them get back on the four check. I thought that was lacking last night, and yeah. their transition game was lacking last night. But I don't believe for the next two and a half to three months, this team will not score goals. It's a perfect question for our guest, Winnipeg Jets reporter and writing. But and that's what they're doing now. With the Winnipeg Free Press, Ken Weed joining the program. Hey, Ken, how you doing? Doing wonderful, guys. Thanks for having me. How, how's it going over there? Always a pleasure. Weber, can you put a little oil on those tan lines? I can't see. <laughs> It was just the lighting yesterday, Jim. Uh, oh, we had a, oh. a full stock of uh, 30 to 60 SPF, so Thank no you. sunburn required uh, from my Mexican trip. Thank so you. Very good. Those speedo I thought lines you're looking are a little, something. You're looking a little golden brown. Yeah, you know the speedo I mean? lines are circa 1980. <laughs> the good old chocolate chip You need cookie. a mustache and a shark tooth necklace. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, Ken, I mean, that's the question. Uh, will the Winnipeg Jets be fine? Will they be all right? What, what say you? Well, guys, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, every season has a little bit of tension attached to it, and uh, it's officially arrived for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Four losses in a row has uh, some folks up in a panic. Uh, I certainly am not one of the people uh, in a panic mode. Uh, I do think there are definitely lots of areas that require some improvement, but uh, you can put me down with Jim here. Uh, We've been talking all year about the Jets' depth, and when the fourth line includes Morgan Barron, Vladislav Nemestikov, and Alex Iafalo, all of whom are uh, on the verge of, of joining the, the already six-pack of players in double digits and goals, uh, I don't see it being a problem. Uh, yesterday, you know, let's just look at all three goals from yesterday. Uh, Josh Morrissey makes the proper read. The puck bounces over the stick of Adam Lowry, ends up on Chris Letang's stick. I don't think the Jets really defended it all that well, but it was a smart decision that led to a, uh, what Rick Bonus would call an unfortunate result. On the power play, a point shot hits somebody in front, lands on the stick of Jeff Carter, who spins around and puts it in. Nate Schmidt. Unlucky. On the third one. Sidney Crosby, he did see Jake Gensel there but he did not intend to slap past the puck off the toe of his stick and fan on it and have it sort of fool everyone, land on Gensel's stick, who actually I think he actually fans on the cross-ice attempt to Brian Rust also. 
So there's two kind of fortuitous bounces for the Penguins. So I know that the Jets' penalty kill has not been great this year. It had just gone through a very good stretch up until the game, the second game against the Leafs, and now two against the Penguins. And we understand the Penguins' power play had been horrendous going into the game. One for 24, second last in the league. But those were not structural breakdowns. They were more unlucky bounces, I would say. That wasn't uh, they didn't the, the Jets penalty kill didn't get exposed in that regard by the Penguins yesterday. It was you know, they got a couple bounces and it went in. So having said that I, I would I would say that the Jets offensive well needs to improve. Uh, I didn't think they generated nearly enough uh, at five on five and the five on five has been their foundation. I don't think they gave up much at five on five, which is why I don't think they will go an extended period without scoring, but especially with the addition of Sean Monaghan. Mark Scheifele was the Jets' best player, or best forward for sure, one of their best players. I mean, Josh Morrissey, another great night with almost 27 minutes on the back end. But I don't think there's... This, to me, has not looked like it did last year. And I would also say, too, guys, just kind of wrapping up the Penguins portion, one of the last really good games the Jets played before the downward spiral happened last year in mid-January against the Penguins when David Riddick went in on a back-to-back, had 22 saves. Mark Scheifele had a couple points. Cole Perfetti had three, and and they, they took it to the Penguins. So, uh, I don't know. I, we'll be curious to see how they respond, but uh, I would say it also is important to remember that's the first game back after a long break. And, um, you know, you can't ignore the numbers, but I don't see it being a, a long-standing problem that the Jets are going to have an issue with in terms of scoring. Along those lines then, Ken, what will get them going? they they got a full lineup. I liked what Rick Bonus said. I mean, they're back with Velarde and, and Connor and, and Shifley for the first time in maybe two games this year. The power play Monaghan's here. It, it, it'll, I understand it's going to take a few practices and all that, but other than that, what will get them going again? Because hockey's harder right now, as we all know, and we all know teams are coming for the Jets because of the target. Uh, how do they do this in your mind? Yeah, I mean, just sort of back to basics, Jim, is how I would describe it. I mean, Yesterday, we thought one of the one of the key attributes of Sean Monahan coming in would be that what would that mean for the second line in terms of ice time? Well, yesterday the Monahan line with Perfetti, uh, they were at I think 18 shifts. I don't have the five and five numbers in front of me, but their minutes were up, and that's what the Jets were and their faithful were hoping for. That's a good sign. Mark Scheifele looked good in his first game or you know, first game back after six out. Good sign for them. Velarde, a little more jump than he had prior to the injury. I thought, you know, that's going to take some time. Kyle Connor is a guy who needs to get going, Jim, no doubt about it. Just the one empty net goal so far since his return after 16 out. But even on a night where I didn't particularly thought he was, didn't think he was had his A game, he had six shots on net and 11 attempts. So he's getting looks. Uh, I think the Adam Lowry line needs to kind of get back to imposing its will on the opposition it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to score a ton but they're a line that can you know drive you know sort of dictate the play and set the table I guess for some of the offensive lines you know Niederreiter's going through a tough spell Jim I mean 13 games without a goal I think that's the longest it's been since he was acquired but he's a streaky scorer he gets one he might get five in a week so and the other big development too for me that fourth line played over 10 minutes and that's what the Jets need to do during these last, you know, 34 games that are left, distribute the minutes and go from there. I think one of the other kind of developments, guys, it's the third game in the row. The Jets basically spent the bulk of it playing with five defensemen. So 
that's going to be taxing and you know that takes its toll on the back end and we'll again the minutes were distributed nicely Nate Schmidt 18 and change Josh at the high end at just you know 2643 but uh, they've sort of been out of sync as Rick Bonus mentioned I think they just need to kind of get back to some basics and I think that once they get a little bit of chemistry going again uh, they'll be fine offensively how important is the month of February oh massive I mean we know that the mar- month of March is going to be absolute mayhem I think with the 16 games there, so mm-hmm. the Jets, it's interesting, Cam. I mean, they, they've been doing so well. They've been dominant against the East, and all of a sudden four losses in a row all against Eastern opponents. I don't think it's a structural or stylistic thing, just sort of a bump in the road, I guess, if you will. But, yeah, February's a massive month here. I mean, they're they're going to see the Penguins again on Saturday. The Flyers had been struggling, long losing streak. They, they snap it against one of the other great teams in the league and the Panthers yesterday, so they'll be feeling better about themselves. Uh, there's definitely opportunity here, and the other thing too. I mean, Dallas has now, I think, gone up points percentage-wise, uh, back ahead of the Jets. So it's good to be pushed. You're going to be pushed throughout the course of of this month and next. And you know, it's a great time to find out what a team is made of. And I don't think that the Jets are uh, in any danger here. But you know, it's good to have to respond. You know, teams have to respond to this type of adversity. And, you know, there'll be more adversity coming after the uh, phone hearing with Brendan Dillon. The Jets reporter and writer. You can find his stuff at the Winnipeg Free Press. Ken Weeb joining the program. Ken, thanks so much. Take care, okay? Before you go, Ken, what do you think happens with the Dillon phone call? Yeah, for me, Jim, uh, I I think it's probably going to be a two-game suspension. He has, you know, he had been suspended once before for a slash on Madison Bowie, like back in 2017, I think. But that I don't think will count against him. Uh, I don't. I think it was more of a bad result. I mean, obviously, head contact is something the league is looking to get out of the game, but I think it was more to do with Noel Achari being bent forward. Um, I don't think it was a malicious intent to injure, as the match penalty would suggest. But I, I still do think that it's probably going to result in a, uh, you know, for sure, one or two game suspension. Jim Toth, you hang on to your opinion on this. Because you gave me a face when you heard that news. I want you to say it when we come back uh, following 12.30. Lots to get to still in the program. You, the face. you gave me a you gave you me the that, face. You see that oh, face? Does, Jim, that, does that mean you don't agree with me? Do you think it should be more? Well, I don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. And I, 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 my, my last thought on this, Cam, uh, yeah. I, I know the left foot did go up. I don't think he left his feet to initiate the contact. I think that was more inertia that brought him forward, but... He drove uh, he up, though, did he not? Like, that's the thing about the, the I, foot. I disagree on that, Jimmy. He, his shoulder, he makes sure his elbow is down and the shoulder is there. Uh, I just think, honestly, it's a bad result because Achari is bent forward. But, again, head contact is something the league is trying to get out. There's no doubt that the head is the principal point of contact. But I do think that the player, himself, you know, Achari put himself in a vulnerable position. Having said all that, I do think that in the uh, trying to protect the players, I think it will result in a suspension. Okay, we'll get into this more as the show goes on. Don't go anywhere. Thanks so much, Ken. You take care. Have a great day, guys. Thanks, Thanks Ken. Let's take a break. We're going to keep this conversation going. Uh, what do you think? 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Still lots to get to. I mean, two calls by the officials going against the Winnipeg Jets. Unfortunate, leading to the loss as well as the PK. The power play being unable to get anything going. It's not the same old thing. We can get into this as the show goes on as well. Brady Oliveira officially uh, speaking to the media from Bali, of all places. Uh, And we'll we'll hear from him right when we come back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Right now it is two degrees at 680 CJOB. Let's get you back to these two. It's Jets at noon.
Thank you very much, Skylar Peters. Thanks for showing up. We appreciate it. Anytime, gentlemen. Anytime. Hollywood Peters here. Winnipeg Jets. Lose last night, 3 nothing to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Shut out. Shut out, yeah. Jari would win the Vesna if he played the Jets every game. <laughs> yeah, he does do well. He's got great him. numbers against the Jets. Uh, he's been okay this year, though. He hasn't been, definitely not been their, their weak spot. Um, he hasn't had a horrible year. He's had some bad years in the past, um, but not as bad. Who do you like? He, in he the, hasn't been the problem. But. Who, who do you like, Peters, against the Flyers, Jets or Flyers? Who, who, are, you, who are you hammering Ooh. on that one? <laughs> well, I don't know if I'll be hammering anything because uh, my entire account's tied up in the Kansas City Chiefs right now. But um, oh. I, I'm, I don't know, I know what it is. I, I know who I'm betting against. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it is about Philly, um, but kind of having the Jets number and Samuel Airson. They always have goalies turning good performances too. Like I think Carter Hart had a shutout here last year uh, against Winnipeg in Winnipeg. I think it was like a four nothing game, and then Airson obviously in that two nothing uh, game last uh, month. But so goalies play well against him, and I agree a lot of times. But that's what Rick Bonus always talks about. Like they got to manufacture some goals. You know what? And I'll, and I'll actually play this. This is and from, that's when they find success, right? Is when they're down low. Somebody's grinding. The thing was, those two goals from the Penguins while I was watching the game, I'm like, those are the exact goals the Jets need to put together on the power play. Goals like that. Goes off a guy's leg, yeah. find the way yeah. in the back Just of the net. one-handing on a stick. Well, exactly. Yeah. And it's, listen, the Penguins didn't, and we had Ken Weeb on, Ken Weeb, the Winnipeg Free Press Jets reporter and writer. Um, he was talking about like going through the Penguins' goals. There was no like outright skill maneuver there. There was... It was very timely, right place at the right time, and that's what the Jets need to do. Well, that's exactly what they need to that's, do. That's that's a like a, a veteran team that's like the group's been together, the obviously the yeah. core for seventeen freaking years, and and they create opportunities and and they cash in on them too. Like they don't go unanswered uh, when you have those opportunities. Okay, here was Neil Pionk again. The offense going yesterday after the game. It's got to turn my computer on. Bear with gonna have me. A, uh, a little bit of everything. Uh, he made some good saves, but uh, we got to settle the puck down, get some uh, some quality shots too. Um, I know we're a little shot happy right now, pass happy. Um, we're a little scrambly right now, so it's it's on us. We have no one to blame but ourselves. So um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll work on a practice tomorrow. Yeah, goalie plays well, but I mean, your job is to get in there and score. And you know, it's an NHL goalie. Most nights, the goalie's going to be pretty good. You know, Jeff Carter, right? Drafted the same year as. Crosby, I believe. Yeah. Um, still out there, still being a nuisance in front of the net. Yeah. Adam Lowry's one of the best at it, but um, I just thought their transition game wasn't there last night. I thought their four check wasn't going. I thought they played well enough to be in the game and take out the five minute power play. It's one nothing. I think they are in there, but and they had some great looks. But like what Ken Weeb said, Kyle Connor needs to score some goals here. Well, he's he's got to get he's got to get. I don't know if it's him. He's got to get inside, but he's taking way too much shots from far away. I think he's, Christian Malson has got to get in close. Show that that right that really high danger chance he had has a forty nine percent chance of being a goal, which is yeah. when you quantify it in those terms is really really high. Yeah, and he didn't even hit the like it just. Mark Shifley, I agree, was their best player on the ice. Um, but they, they've they got to start scoring, which, I mean, all teams go through these slumps. Mm-hmm. They've lost four games in a row for the first time this year, and they're not scoring. Which I was going to happen. start scoring, yeah. I mean, you go back a two, three, week, three weeks a month ago, and, you know, you're saying, you're, we were sitting here saying, listen, they're going to lose four games in a row at some point during the season. This was bound to happen. It's not time to hit the panic button, and I and I think it's it's a good opportunity for to see the same team again on Saturday and also against the Flyers. Now, let's go to Brendan Dillon. Um, I got two text messages here, and I and I think this is exactly well. Actually, they weren't text messages; they were tweets. 
One's from Conrad in Arizona. Hey, Conrad, how you doing? Um, he te- he sa- uh, tweeted me yesterday uh, in terms of the Brendan Dillon hit um, that was a match penalty, five minute major, uh, and he was out of the game. So Conrad says, for what? For what? No elbows out. Ran into the boards. Keep your head up or dump the puck. Uh, this one is from SS, who's a Minnesota Wild fan. Uh, he says, game or two, like it's no big deal. Saying because I I said it the, it should the penalty is going to be a game or two that's my belief that's my opinion he has been called in for a hearing today uh, Brendan Dillon for the hit uh, but this uh, Minnesota Wild fan says game or two like it's no big deal he viciously injures Carroll out for over a month he's a repeat offender no he's not ten games minimum a total embarrassment to the game of hockey that's a little bit of an extreme opinion but I do think I do think it is a suspension Jim I think it's one game or two. I'm kind of in between as to where it's going to land. Now, was there an intent to injure there from Brandon Dillon? I don't think for one second at all. I see him specifically tuck his arm in to avoid the elbow. The problem is there, and yeah, um, Achari does have his head down. He's got to keep his head up in a situation like that. He's, Conrad's right. Shit, dump the puck there. But the problem is, is the principal contact was the head. NHL hates that. It's going to be a suspension. That's my belief. So I'm surprised because... Again, and call me a homer if you want. I I th- thought it was called correctly. It's a headshot, and he got five in a game. I I think it should be a fine. Everyone I've been talking to thinks it's a suspension. Like yeah. when Ken said two games, I was surprised at that. That was my face this morning. I, I thought, thought it, I, two, I, I, but I'm actually I'm I'm down to one now. I think it's a one game. So suspension. I always, I always go one up, one below of what I think. I think it's a fine. So if he gets a game, I'm not surprised, and if he you know, gets a fine and doesn't get a game, I'm not surprised. Would it surprise if he gets you if he two, two games, that would surprise yes, you? I, it would no, surprise me. It wouldn't me. surprise me at all. It would surprise me if he got five. So that here's would how be, I saw that, it. that would surprise me. He tucks his arm in. He's hitting with his shoulder like you're supposed to do. That hits him in the chest because Achari has his head up. That's as clean as a hit as you're ever going to see. I watched it four or five times from three different angles or two different angles at least. Um, the reason I felt he left his skates is because by the time he hits the boards, his feet are off the ice. Yeah. But he's bra- to Ken's point, he's bracing himself and driving into the hit, not up. But because of the momentum, he goes up. I watched it again. So I thought he drove up, which I- is when you hit the head on no-no, you're allowed to drive through, but you're not allowed to drive up. But it's just where he ended is where I was judging the leaving the ice and stuff. But I, I agree it's one of those hits you got to get out of the game. I think if Akari has his head up, I'm not trying to victim blame here, but if he has his head up, he gets it in the chest. Well, he I think he's still out of the game. I think that's a hit that knocks the whatever out of you, and you're not coming back. But because it made head contact, unintentionally, I don't think that was the intention of yep. it, like a, a, a chicken wing coming across or a shoulder being brought up to yeah. clip a guy in the head at center ice. But regardless of that, it is a headshot. If it was like a shoulder dri- driven out or the elbow was out, I think it's a suspension, two games plus. But to me, I just think it's a fine. I, I think that Brendan Dillon is now he he has been fi- uh, suspended before for a slash, not a hit. Long time ago. But, and I get like other fans in Arizona or Pittsburgh are going to look at this and go, he was head hunting. I get that. That's <laughs> fandom, right? Minnesota, they're still not over that 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 cross check hockey play that he made in the corner against Kirill Kaprasov, which I I can't yeah. believe that. But and and, need to, move and on, to the people. point of that is Kirill Kaprasov got up and cross checked him in the same fashion in the same way, and he didn't get hurt. Yeah. So, but I'm not, God, you know, if a, if that, I mean, not to rehash it, but if that's a penalty, what Brendan Dillon did to Kirill Kaprasov in the corner, then I'm. It is a penalty. It's a two-minute cross-checking penalty. It's not a fine. It's not a. It's not a. Um, 
Suspension. Suspension. I don't know. That happens all the time. Look in front of a net in a hockey game. But Jim, I think but it's they are supposed because to take of the fact of it. because of the fact that it is that the principal contact was they had. I think the NHL is going to suspend, particularly because uh, Achari had his bell rung real bad. He's trying to get up and all that situation. And he was bleeding. Like, listen, that all they take all that stuff into account when they but make here's the thing. Is that right or is that wrong? I mean, I that's up for debate, but do I think the NHL is going to suspend him? Yeah, I do. I think that's what's going to happen. So I've said this before, but and take Kyle Connor out of it. Those knee on knee hits are worse than what Brendan Dillon said. I 100% am behind you on that. And I mean that because whether Kyle Connor was injured and out for weeks at a time or not and got up and finished the game, yeah. you're intentionally leaving your knee out on that. Mm-hmm. The intention here was to not hit him in the head, although he hit him in the head. Yeah. So because of that, that's why I think it's a fine. If the intention was to hit him in the head, then I think it's a, a 10 gamer for sure. Yeah. It's, I don't think the intention was there. What's your intention when you stick your knee out like that? Well, in, in, when it's we go, not to get the puck. Well, going back to Strome, it's not to body check. Well, I mean, you're sticking your knee out. If it wasn't, if it wasn't to, to body check, you wouldn't stick your knee out. You'd put your body there. Listen, I 100% believe Ryan Strom should have been suspended for that knee on knee on Kyle Connor. He got beat on the inside for Connor. So to avoid that, he sticks his knee out. The whatever the league says, it's reckless, but you know, certainly not intentional. And you know, the match penalty was was enough for the game. Um, I, I'm with you on that. That's that's a worse than what. Brendan Dillon did, but man, it's it's the, the contact reason, to the head. And it's like you yes. can't make the argument that it was because you're gonna have people say it was an intent. First of all, Brendan Dillon is not like that. That's like not he's, his he's not his intent. He tucks his arm in a hundred percent. Yeah. And he's, he braces he braces for the no, contact. He was attempting to make a clean hit, yes. but Based on the circumstances of where Achari was, where his head was, he made principal contact with his head. The problem is, is it's up to Brandon Dillon to avoid that from happening. There, ha- th- this yes. is the and NHL. That's why I the think NH- the right call was made. The NHL continues to put more onus on the guy that is making the hit. This has been constant, especially when it, when they had. They're more. They're more. They have. Uh, they get behind suspensions more when it comes to the head. Here's the other they thing, They do too. suspend neon knees. They do suspend slew foots and all that stuff, which they should. But the head-on-head stuff, like, they just, they get... But here's the other them. way they look at things, un- unfortunately, is they look at things and they, they do it this way, too. Much as they go to, is he out? Is he done? Yeah. Is he injured for long-term or not? It, it, this decision should be made now, before a health report comes out on Akari, because it should be suspendable of the hit whether he gets up and goes to the bench and finishes the game or whether he's out for six weeks, it has to be on the hit itself. Well, that it would can't be, be on the repercussions if, if, of if, that. if it doesn't happen like that, that's a dang shame because look what happened to Kyle Connor. But here's the other thing they look at. They got two goals on the five-minute major, and they won the game. If they don't score and the Jets win that game 2-1, I, I bet you they look at it a lot harsher, unfortunately, than they do if... Because that's why I think, like I said right away, that's the right call. You can't make head contact like that. It's five in a game. Yeah. I I have no problem with the call. I was adamant about that, even with the Penguins fans who were weighing in with me, going, he's a headhunter and his elbow was out. I'm like, his elbow wasn't out, blah, blah, blah. But it's a a head (laughs) contact hit that's five in a game. Automatically, it's the right call. And when they scored two power play goals on it, that's why the call is made. It's the right call and you paid the price. Mm -hmm. That's why you don't do headshots. But again, I, I just... I don't know. In my experience, there's been some more vicious hits. That Look at all the checking from behind. Like, don't get me started. And those aren't even fine. Is this a bit broader conversation about player safety compared yes, to this? Yes, it is. Okay. 
It's the same as Gallagher gets whatever he gets, five games, and he played with George Peros. They were teammates. How is that guy making decisions about a former teammate? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So what are we ended up on? It's a fire suspension. <laughs> it's, 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 I think he's going to, you know what? I, I came in today thinking it was going to be two. I think it's going to be a one game suspension, but I think he's going to get suspended. If it's one, I'm fine with it. Cause you got to get the headshots out. Well, Logan, if it's two or more, I'd, I, I will be surprised. I'm like, so, okay. So you intention, they're going to talk to Brendan about it. They're going to like, what's the, okay. So Logan Stanley, let me put it to you this way. When Brendan Dillon's making that hit, what's his intention? 100% to make to hit, contact with the body. To hit this guy and knock him into the glass, about not to hit his head. When a guy checks you from behind into the boards, what's his intention? Wow. In- injury to get the To puck. drive you into the boards. Yeah. No, it wasn't. From behind. No, Brendan Dillon, no. You, you, you can't make the argument to me. You're trying to anybody out there, and you're not doing it, Jim, but that, if that was an intent to injure, it was not. But you tr- you've kind of convinced me because we do have to get the headshots out that maybe it is two games. That, nah, I, I would not be surprised if it's two. I'd be surprised if it was like four. I think that would be heavy. I'd be surprised if it's two, and I'm fine with it if it's one, and I think it's a fine because they got five in a game and they called it right. Uh, you going to call Billy Hanel up? I mean, it might only be a game, depends on what it is, but Logan Stanley's definitely going to be playing. Stanley's going to play, and I would think Hainola gets the call. Yeah. Do you, then you got to drop Toninata down. You already have 23. You got to drop men. somebody, anyways, when Gustafson comes back. Yeah. You can call it uh, for suspension. I think you're allowed to call somebody up, and for an injury, you're allowed to call emergency yeah. call up. Okay. But for to activate a player like Gustafson, if he's good to go on Thursday, you've got to wave Toninato. Let's and we'll find out at 1 o'clock here in about 13 minutes if y'all be cleared. Yeah, we'll find out if Axel Janssen, if y'all be cleared after he's put on waivers yesterday. Let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side. There was another call that went up against the Winnipeg Jets uh, yesterday, a video review call uh, offside. The exact play that I hate uh, and decision that I hate, I'll tell you why when we come back. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. Well, Jim, uh, last night in the game, Mark Shifley scores about 13-16 left in the third period uh, on an offside call. It gets called back. I hate that so much. It was the right call, though. He was offside. So what? So it shouldn't have counted. It had nothing to do with the play at hand. You shouldn't even be allowed to review that. It's nothing then to why, do. Then why have offside? To, it has nothing to do with the play. No, you have to trust the linesman to call, make the right call. Well, why would you have a linesman call it if it doesn't matter with the play? What are you talking about? It was offside. Yeah. But if it's that close and it has that little to do. Don't, what do you, you don't need what to do it. It's that close. You don't need he's to review it. He's offside or he's not. Did, and he was. But you're going to go. Yeah. But what did what's it have the any, rule offside did it have within any, an inch? Did it have any impact on the play? Yeah, it was offside. No, it didn't. It had no impact on the play whatsoever. The ref should have blown it at the line and the play wouldn't have happened. That's the impact. Yeah, but it, it was had so close it. it didn't even matter. So now the rule is offside, but within an inch or two. No, no. The, <laughs> the play is. <laughs> so we have offside, but let's measure. Okay, no. The thing is, does it affect the play at hand in terms of a review? Yes. The play shouldn't have even happened. The play shouldn't have even happened. The play at all. The play shouldn't have even existed. It should have been blown down offside. Those plays, I hate them. I know. Because it, it takes goals off the board. And it's stupid. And if it didn't, if there wasn't some guy watching the video looking for the tiniest millimeter, nobody would say anything. Do you remember? Everybody why this, would go on with their lives. Do you remember why this rule came in? 
Because Matt Duchesne was like three feet offside and okay, scored a goal. And, and now we're now we're going down to tiny little millimeters and taking goals off the board. Offside's offside. Because right? of a three uh, ridiculous call. Well, let's equate it to the NFL. Saints and Rams. Pass interference. <laughs> well, that was the most blatant clear call. Clear as day. Of, well, the most clear as day Non-call. call. Well, you should review that and, and get they, it right. And they still don't. Cost the guy a team they, a trip to the Super Bowl. I know they, they don't. They still don't review it. So that was the right decision. You know, the CFL has done some things that really leads an innovation. That review of pass interference to a game, that should be an NFL rule. Here's some big news. ESPN, Fox, yeah. Warner Brothers, Discovery to launch Sports Streamer. That is big. That's going to affect the National Hockey League. That is. Big time. And the over and the under. <laughs> that's what Peters was doing when he was running I mean, down yeah. the hall. No, that's... I don't know if it's going to come to Canada, but it's definitely going to be a big thing in the United States. That's where things were always going to go. I'm surprised Netflix didn't get involved in that, too. They Netflix be. is everywhere, right? Yeah, they should be. You know that Netflix and Chill was originally tweeted out in 2009? That's the year I graduated. That's where that saying came from. It was a tweet from a lady, an influencer, and then it caught on. And it's a long time. It's 2009. We can't say kids anymore with their sick saying of Netflix and chill. It's it's old. It's <laughs> really boomers. Old. It's Guys really... like you, you're mid-30s, Netflix and chill it's this fif- weekend. Fi- oh, my God. It's 15 years in 15 June. 15 years ago, I graduated Netflix 15 and years. chill was introduced. I graduated 15 years ago. When would you graduate, Jim? How many oh, years has it been? I'm still trying to graduate. Jim I graduated in 1990. Very good year. Uh, and I've been climbing uphill ever since. <laughs> It was a good year. You know, it took, you know, I didn't want like a 91, 92, 88, 87, you know, Jim, you those odd numbers. The, I wanted like a 90 or a 2000. You know, you bring this up. You know, I didn't get my grade 10. Thank you very much, Jeffrey Forte, producing the show. Jim told to take all the way to three o'clock. It's for me back That's to the, the media. Soon. You don't have your grade 10. It's American jail. It's so much easier. Dad got his grade nine.